Everybody, you're listening to the High Sessions Hawaii podcast, where we talk about everything local and beyond. I am John Yamasato, your host, and joining me today is Mr. Kao Shimabukuro. How's it? Devin Nakoba. Hey. Our special guest, Marshall Marumoto. <laughs> we'll get to him in a second, but before we begin, let me remind our listeners of the ways they can stay in touch with the podcast. There is Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at High Sessions. Then you can go to SoundCloud, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, download the podcast, and you can email us at highsessions@yahoo.com. If you'd like to help the show and get more music on the channel, please go to patreon.com and donate. There you'll get more involved with the show and help to determine who and what is filmed. I'd like to thank Jay, who is our newest patron. Hey, thank Jay. you, Jay. Thank you, Jay. It just, his name was just Jay. Okay. So it, could cool. a, it could be a girl. It could be a she. Jay, Jay thank you. Or, we you know, appreciate it. What are the other pronouns? It could be them. They, them. them. Yeah, 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 Jay. Yeah. So. And, of course, thank you to Kupu Kupu Landscaping, our only Woo-hoo. sponsor for uh, keeping in touch sponsor. with the show. And um, currently, they are hiring, $15 an hour, experience preferred, willing to train with good attitude. So, oh, uh, and uh, by the way, don't forget to uh, rate us on like iTunes and stuff. If you're, Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Five stars. It's been a while since yeah, we've asked people to Kyle do Kyle and me and John are tired of uh, giving ourselves five stars. <laughs> so if you could help us out, that'd be really nice. Yeah. <laughs> you can find Devin at Kumu94.7. You can find Kyle at HighLife808.com. You still have the... Um, uh, the the football jersey is going. The Cole Brennan? the Brennan's. Yeah. yeah, we still did the Cole Brennan fundraiser shirt, so okay. you can check us out or barefootleague.com. How long is that going to go for? Yeah, as long as it sells, we'll just leave it up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, good. So it's an ongoing thing. Yeah. Good to know. Okay, so Marshall, thank you for being here. Marshall Marumoto is the VP of XL. Uh, XL. I was going to say XL wetsuits, but is it? It's just XL now, right? Yeah, it's XL, right? Yeah. And he's the owner of the Freaky Tiki Sunglass Shop on Boardwalk in Waikiki. So he has two passions. Also, because I know Marshall, I know he's a track star. And, <laughs> and, and we can ask him questions about sports and all that stuff. So he's got all of that in his back pocket. But <laughs> We need to preface this by saying that when we asked Marshall to come on, because the three of us have known him for years, he goes, nah, well, I got to be on. Nobody know. I don't know anything. I don't know anybody. We're like, dude, you know more than the three of us combined, I think. That's from being old. <laughs> but you've been around like the surf industry and all that yeah. for, uh, what, 30 years? Uh, going on 40. Yeah, going longer on 40. than that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you've been, you've kind of seen it all. Years, yeah. Well, you've also, I mean, and you've seen it from the beginnings of it before it had this gigantic explosion, right? Yeah. So it was a bunch of guys running around wearing shorts and paddling out and you're like okay we're gonna help you out and and now it's mm. this it's this major business right yeah well he's seen see, it when it wasn't corporate yeah I've seen the beginning yeah i seen the rise yeah. and i seen the fall yeah <laughs> well yeah. i mean i wanna i actually want to hear about that because we've i've talked about it briefly with like kyle right because i mean he was in it working with you and stuff but i don't uh, personally as a person who doesn't surf i never got to i never got to see it i just knew that the two of you were super busy when I was working at the, the other radio station, which we shall not name. But, um, <laughs> you know, so that, that rise that happened, um, when you started, how did you get involved with it? Um, I was in college, and yeah. uh, my friend uh, Dale Hope had a clothing company, uh, Hawaiian Style in Kahala. And um, he had uh, opening, he had an injury in his, in his factory, so I went to help him out. And then I oh. stayed there in the factory. That's where I kind of learned from the ground up. Oh. 
and then uh, moved to the marketing and the sales and then into the management. Was that was was that what you studied? Is that why you were kind of pushed no, in that area? No, no, no. But uh, obviously, really interested in the, um, the the surf lifestyle, clothing lifestyle uh, industry. Mm-hmm. So you know, you go to college, you're trying to figure out what you're doing. You get a job, and then you fall in love with it, right? Um, what were you studying in college? I was studying um, history and um, American studies. Well, so nothing to do with fashion or, or, no, no, no. or anything. No, no, like no. I, I didn't know what, to, what I was going to do, so I thought maybe I might go into law. And so I liked history, and I, there was an American studies program that I really enjoyed. And mm. so, you know, it's, that was the plan until I started working over at um, Kahala and Hawaiian Style, and that was really fun. And then we were bought by Locomotion a few years later. Right. Yeah. But what was it that drew you to that lifestyle? I mean, I mean obviously it's surfing oh, and it's exciting. Uh, I mean, the clothing, manufacturing, design, colors. Um, you know, you're you're supposed to be. You you know, you're part of the business is being out in the water in the community. Um, you know, it's just fun mm. rather than going to work for a bank. Or work for a law firm, <laughs> or work yeah. for an accounting firm. <laughs> but even the the culture back then was different in, in the surf industry, right? Like as far as how the work was done every day, you know, yeah. with, with the amount of like I don't know flexibility there was within the surf industry back yeah, then. Yeah, it was youthful. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was active. Um, when I first started in the in the business, there weren't computers. I mean, mm-hmm. all these, everyone's a graphic designer now, but before they were cutting and pasting and it oh. was, you know, it was a real, um, uh, artistic, um, environment, very creative designs and prints and, um, uh, logos, colors. It was, it was fun for a young, you know, <laughs> young person. And back then it was like the surf was up. Half the guys in the office will be gone. Really? Oh yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And come back and work to later that night, you know, yeah. just to make up the hours. Nobody, but. nobody had uh, spouses. Nobody had mortgages. Stay all night, work, play. You know, it was it was a fun time. So the idea was just to get the work done. Yeah, it was barbecues mm. after work. It was basketball games after work yeah. and poker parties after work. I mean, that's that's where that's so where Kyle gets it. Then it was really a family back then. You know? Yeah. So Kyle, back in the day, did you do that? Did you cut and paste? And I guess you did, right? Oh, yeah. Well, I've s- yeah, I've seen the evolution, and I was in the beginning of that whole computer thing, and it was it's interesting because you know how things changed and progressed over the years. The things that you learned in college wasn't even relevant anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. was there a point like because um, everything's kind of like this, where the computer kind of comes in. But it's still not great yet. So it's almost more cumbersome to do it on the computer than it is to do it. You're like, ah, I already know how to do it, you know, by hand. I don't need the computer. And then, like, because even I remember uh, when um, sound engineering became digital. Yeah. Right? We used to record the tape. Yeah. And then after, I, I was just against digital because I'm like, it sucks. It sounds terrible. You can hear the difference, you know, and all that kind of. But then over time, it got to a point where it's like, oh, this actually sounds good now. Now it's becoming more of a tool. Yeah. W- mm. Was there an uh, evolution like that as well? There is. Like when the technology catches up and you realize it's more, it's more efficient. Yeah. That's when you go, oh, okay, this is real, you know. But, but in the that, beginning, we didn't know what well, it was. Well, that was part of the fun, right? The yeah. transition. 
-hmm. you know you went from real um archaic software and every year the software was getting better Mm. you know i mean they they didn't have apple barely back then right i mean apple Mm -hmm. was the leader but it was all being developed so you're talking about the 80s and 90s when apple and mac was developing at the same time the industry was developing and and uh, young art people were coming into it and it was exploding yeah. i mean people with with the talent in their head were able to put it in computers and and you know instead of doing one logo a week they were doing 20 logos a week yeah. and then they were able to do 20 colors like immediately mm. and so all of that was exploding so it was just exciting it was right? a it was a learning process too because you know um marshall guys would just go Here's a computer, plug it in and figure it out. <laughs> because nobody knew at that time how to do it, right? So I'm like, wait, what is this thing? <laughs> so we were encouraged to even go take night classes at ACC to learn the yeah. computer and the programs. And I literally learned on the job. There was no yeah. YouTube. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. We no, learned on the it. job and tutorial, like, you know, through yeah. books and stuff like that. We learned on the job. I, I remember yeah. we hired a sales manager and he was old school, you know, uh, pen and paper yeah. so he got him a computer and he was looking at it and looking at it and he asked me and he said you think it gets ESPN <laughs> <laughs> well that I mean that trend though to computerizing and all that did you see that coming down the pipe because like you were saying right when you came in and started it was this family thing you guys are you know it's it's play it's you know if, if the surf is up you get to go and then all of a sudden it was oh, okay wait uh, and you were in charge, so you were the guy saying, "Okay, yeah. we got to bring computers in. Okay, we got to, you know, mainstream these things." How did that start to creep in for you? Well, obviously, as it developed, it was it was you know, uh, the return on the investment was so great, right? But computers in were they cost as much as now, which was expensive for then. Yeah. And um, but it was obviously, um, like I said, the return on it was huge. So. We were trying to invest in the in the people and in the in the um, software, but it was it was developing so fast, mm. you know. But it was every every day there was new art, new ideas, and um, you know. So it, we just kept going. Where did you find all these people? Because Kyle just showed up on your doorstep, right? Like you just took him in. <laughs> yeah, he was just he was just standing outside with an art book. He, he was, was like, yeah, hey, he was playing ukulele <laughs> on the corner. <laughs> You know, it was friends of friends, right? Couple referrals here, some. You know, a lot of the people that that moved up, they were they were uh, working in the surf shops. People got recruited yeah. from all over the place. Or the company we worked for, Locomotion, hired from within. So you could start off as a guy behind the counter, being a retail person, and then go to college, end up coming back as a graphic designer. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And in fact, one of our good friends, Darren, did that. He started off in you know high school I think right out of high school yeah. in the back counter doing retail and then he became one of the one of the um, yeah. designers for but the, the potential is unlimited we had a um, a high school intern who went on to design college and you know yeah. I, I've been in touch with her for all these 20 25 years and uh, she went to work for Quicksilver she worked for Marine Lair in San Francisco she worked for um, a bunt in New York so it's really mm-hmm. exciting to watch the you know, watch the evolution and it helped to launch, you know, some of these people and yeah. watch High Life get born. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Watch Pure right. Heart get born. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the heyday yeah. 
of KCCN. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was of Hawaiian, you know. The Hawaiian music, yeah. The yeah. Hawaiian yeah. music, right? Yeah, right. I mean, it was every week was a new album, a new group, yeah. a, yeah. a new. Well, I mean, there was a Hawaiian, I mean, Hawaiian style cafe. But yeah. I remember, you know, uh, going in to visit Kyle at Locomotion and seeing just them. It, I wouldn't call it a machine because it wasn't a machine. It was a bunch of people. They're just goofing off and stuff. It was energy. <laughs> yeah. It was but energy. The, but the energy in that place was always really, yeah. it was Creative. really fun. Everybody was really happy. Yeah. Everybody enjoyed what they did. Um, and the work got done. I have no idea how the work got done sometimes, but the work all, well, the work all got done. And you guys all look, you know, you always look so happy. Yeah, we had a staff with uh, Kyle and Mitch McEwen and some other people over the years, and they just fed each other. Yeah. And they, they, um, they motivated each other and they were creative and it was a lot of good art and then in collaboration with the guys that worked in the in the warehouse the guys that worked in the stores in the office that surfed together that played music together and um energy mm. yeah mm. a energy bunch of us are still friends to energy today. turned yeah. into designs yeah turned uh. into lifestyles okay so we never get a chance to do this because uh there isn't anybody who was around at that time so now we get to embarrass kyle because oh, every time we do because every time we do these things right somebody extols the virtues of john they talk about radio stuff so we've had those people we've never had somebody who does who's actually worked with kyle in the thing so now if if you want to you don't have to <laughs> well you're, but if, you're but assuming if, he worked yeah exactly exactly <laughs> but it, but if you know he's been doing this for a long time so i want to i just want to hear the props about you know the gift that he has for doing this because we this try to explain to people we're interviewing marshall here we're not here no 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 no, no. Yeah. no it's not a roasty but but just to give him his props because kyle's been doing this for a while yeah. and he's been doing it at a high level and people don't i think people don't realize it when they see a high life design oh my god where do i begin so kyle came in as a little puppy right young yeah. kid um i can't imagine kyle little <laughs> <laughs> uh pretty much entry level graphic artist grunt you know uh, go get the coffee kind of stuff yeah he, he paid his dues yeah but he was always watching uh -huh. and he always had the hawaiian lifestyle in his blood the music he, he had the knack for tying in the design to the current events as you've seen with all yeah, these yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. things he's yeah. always had that knack and then he was the one who helped perpetuate the vision of hawaiian style cafe and the the um the, you know the lifestyle longboarding and connie Kapila and everything so um he grew as a um, artist and as a person you know just mm -hmm. from a young guy into a um Oh, you know, award-winning. Uh, you can say artist. old. <laughs> I didn't get to that. I didn't get to that part yet. But uh, season, season, season veteran. Yeah, we're, season we're, veteran. We're, we're season yeah, veteran. Season sounds like a better than old. Yeah. 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 No, but I mean, when it, we're when I graduated college, I was super fortunate to end up where I ended up with you know lo locomotion and working for Marshall guys because it was literally paid school for me. Mm -hmm. I learned everything about the industry beyond just design through Marshall, you yeah, know, and yeah. how to how to build, deal in business and how to treat people, you know, and how to how to yeah. envision things and getting it done, you know. So um, it was really a, a great educational experience too yeah. for me. So like when we yeah. talk about the energy, when we would have 
uh, professional team riders or we would have accounts or our retailers <clears throat> or we had um, software salesmen or whatever we included everybody mm. from you know from the different parts of the business the graphic department and so they would harness the energy and mm. then we would then we would just you know we had people from the warehouse yeah that were involved with oh, really? decision making because they live the the lifestyle mm-hmm. you know so you know they they said oh that's not us you know we're not going to do that but this is us make decisions like that and oh, it was, wow. it, was I mean, it was super fun yeah we had like surf surfing legends working for us so oh. you know the input that they could give is like you can't beat that kind of input you know yeah, yeah. so but, but the local not only the hawaiian culture but the local culture was infused in all of the decisions mm. you know for for the business and for the direction and everything so that was just like that was easy well what was the thing that uh, that stopped that exposure because i mean it when it took off it took off i mean there was yeah. you know again there was you know hawaiian style cafe there was all i mean you guys had a store in waikiki man yeah. <laughs> you paid the rent to have a store at Waikiki with no, the no. cafe and all that mortgage yeah exactly yeah but you know to to for it to hit that point and then it sort of just kind of tapered off and we yeah went, Whoa. there well there's a lot of things the thing that really killed you know because the store at Kapiolani those guys killed it yeah and the store at Waikiki was killing it but you know if you think back to um what the momentum killer I think it was SARS back oh, really? into the out oh. when it stopped the tourism yeah, yeah. and then it kind of shifted things and and waikiki was redeveloping down towards oh i moved down that way yeah that yeah, way. yeah, yeah. Okay. so then that kind of kept everybody there from going from meandering oh. and then billabong and quicksilver opened stores yeah. so more competition ah. so i mean if you, you're saying what what kind of kid it was growth uh. you know grow over uh supply of um, the lifestyle and then yeah. as, as soon as it becomes mainstream mainstream then it changes to something else right mm-hmm. hip-hop or whatever it might be so or preppy so it was mm-hmm. the, the explosive growth is of anything is always followed by a plateau and then a yeah. downward and then you know a leveling off yeah right. i don't think it was it dissolved i think it ended up being shared by a lot of other companies too mm-hmm. so the growth was just spread you know yeah. well I was thinking as you guys were talking so we talked about doing things by hand this computer technology comes in makes things easier right but now I feel like it's so easy you know to make shirts and design and do things that now there's a flood of he's gonna want to fight you oh <laughs> well, I completely agree well not not easy to design but no. I mean just easy to get your product oh, out there yeah. right yeah. oh yeah so, so oh, now now, now you're competing with all these it's like craft beer yeah. right yeah. People started, oh, I'm making beer at my house, and now there's like 18 million craft beer, <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever. Kind of. So, so how does a larger company like Locomotion, you know, they, they're taking little bits and pieces off of that, but so many like little piranhas almost, kind of biting at the big fish. You, it's a battle. Yeah. Because battle. everybody's pecking at you, and take a little here, a little mm-hmm. there, it adds up. You yeah. know, and and so you know you have to use your your brand equity. You know, mm-hmm. the, your 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 brand um, awareness that you have but you have to compete with the guys that are very very nimble and agile on the internet mm-hmm. you know and they some there's a lot of um, quicker um, supply you know to market um, options now that bigger companies can't use and you know that a lot of people are, you know when you go direct to 
online, then you've got that extra margin. Right. You know, so um, there's a, you know, it's, you've got to be keeping up with social media. You got to keep up with um, <clears throat> technology, supply chain. Supply chain has been oh wow major, yeah that was over yeah. yeah, major been... global issue yeah. major i mean you know i just read today about the um the meat industry the meat packing industry got ransomware that's yeah. gonna yeah. that's gonna have yeah. global repercussions got what ransomware got ransomware so just you know like the petroleum yeah um yeah. to get a worm in yeah they so take they, they shut take down control of it they shut the everything meat down packing, and they go, the yeah. meat packing what? yeah, yeah. And, and they the, go you gotta the give the us five million dollars so, they tell them you give us five million dollars and we release all your stuff. Yeah, wow. but they haven't had work in Australia for a couple of days, and it, you know it could be a week or two weeks, just like gas, no more meat. Yeah, Kyle yeah. won't make it. You know what was interesting? No, keep calling, man. Oh no! <laughs> oh yeah, Devin. Oh, Devin man. will wilt away. <laughs> it, it was Dying. interesting. I did at one time in my life sit down with a legitimate like computer hacker guy. Oh yeah. Yeah, and he he now. Um, He's contracted by like government or big companies to hack into their system to find holes. But he said it's like 95% of the time it's a human error. Mm. You know, someone doesn't, you know, they're, they're tired of like putting in the password so they make it automatic or they, they oh, do, do something and then he just finds the password and just gets in. It's, huh. like, it's almost always just someone lazy. Well, that's there. most of that's all the people in the world then. I, I guess, yeah, this <laughs> most crime too, right? People exploit other people when they're not aware mm. or whatever yeah. yeah all right sorry that's kind of a tangent but uh <laughs> it's relevant to you know what we're talking about though where yeah. we are now what do you what do you see the changes in the industry now i mean you, you're still in it i'm, I'm kind of on the fringe but you're still involved in the surf industry being that excel is now owned by quicksilver right nope Nope. No, no, we were bought from Quicksilver, private owner now. Okay. Oh. Independent, yep. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yep. okay. Is that one of the reasons why you wanted to work with them or? Um, well, I've been through I've been through private ownership with XL, bought by Billabong, bought by Quicksilver, and now private ownership again. So oh, okay. you know, seen it all. Yeah. Could, I mean, can you, without getting in trouble with the company, can you talk about what that's like? I mean, the different Well, okay, so that's kind of the demise of, that is the demise of the surf industry was they got so big that they went public. Mm. So once you go public, you aren't able to use your surf values or your Hawaiian values. You're using Wall Street values. Mm. And so you're forced to hit your numbers you're you're forced to over distribute your product you can't be just in downing hawaii and town and country you got to go to macy's you got to go to ross oh, and it yeah, gets because every time okay. you got to beat you got to beat your numbers and it, it's a, it's a really bad cycle mm-hmm. it's a really bad cycle and so um that's not fun do you mm-hmm. do you find also it hampers creativity sometimes because you're chasing more of the the sale and stuff like that too Absolutely. I mean, you know, you're you're just you're compromised and you're under time pressures yeah. and then what in, inevitably happens if you don't make your number, then they're going to lay off all your friends. Yeah. Mm. Or you're going to have to lay off all your friends because Wall Street says you didn't make your numbers, so how are we going to make our profit? Mm. And so um it's it gets really, you know, not fun. Yeah. You know, so on a private ownership, you 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 have the the a little bit of the uh more of the ability to 
put in the the values that you guys really care for rather than the values of the market mm. so you prefer private ownership then obviously. yeah yeah and, and like anything it has it has uh challenges because you know when the reason you go public is for access to the cash right uh, you know and so right. um when but, you have the big uh, big boys backing you there's certain things you can do when you can't right. when you're yeah you but know. it's like yeah. you know it's then there's expectations yeah, your own, <laughs> right? yeah your own so you know anyway that's what that's what happened happened with the industry and so um once you get over distributed it's not cool Mm. Uh, right. So you know. So then. Yeah. They once you show up in like stuff. Macy's and stuff, then the kids yeah. are like, "Oh, this is not." Yeah. You know. Yeah. But what what is what is the history of Excel though? Oh, it's awesome history. In fact, um, next year, twenty twenty two, is Excel's fortieth anniversary. Wow. Oh. Yeah. So started started by uh, uh, my friend Ed Descoli, mm -hmm. and a smart guy, uh, surfer from New Jersey. Came to Hawaii, started <laughs> a wet, course, They all come to Hawaii. Started so while well, love surfing. Yeah, came to yeah. the Mecca. Glass surfboards for you know a living. Had a restaurant and made wetsuits in his in his living room in his bedroom, and um, grew grew to a small store in Haleiwa. Bought some land down the street. Built a, a building that has uh, several tenants in it. And built XL into one of the top, top uh, brands in the surf industry. Mm. Yeah. What? A, sorry. What is a wetsuit made out of? Neoprene. 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 Yeah. And is it just sewn together a certain way? Or? It, it's depending on the. How do you make it in your living room? It. You cut it. You glue it. <laughs> and you sew really? it. No, he he can put together and take apart a sewing machine. Uh, he can he can make a wetsuit. So I back mean, in the day, himself. John, they were one of the only guys producing wetsuits on the island, right? Like sewing it and manufacturing. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we have a huh. factory out yeah. there in Haleiwa, um, which which is used for uh, made in USA military product. Mm, Our main okay. factory is over in Thailand, and that's been interesting right there. So we have uh, Thailand, Cambodia, Vietnam, China, but there there's uh, supply problems because of COVID. So a lot of their workers are from yeah. um, foreign countries, and the borders are closed, so they can't get back to Thailand and Cambodia to work. Oh, wow! So it's it's crazy. There's a huge huge demand because of COVID, because everyone's surfing, but you can't get you can't get um, supply. And now that COVID's over or ending, there's such a demand for consumer goods. There's a shortage of space on ships mm. and there's so many ships they're backed up in the harbor it's it's a global um cluster and then you're talking to you know you see cars with computer chips yeah you know you're seeing gasoline issues refrigerators um, even i bought a refrigerator i picked one out of the whole floor yeah. and the guy said that's a good one i said well how come he said that's the only one we have otherwise you're waiting six months yeah um, we just ordered product for XL. Normally, we're ordering out about four or five months. We had to order out 18 months. 18, 18 months? months? Wow. 18 months to get your product. Yeah. Wow. yeah. By then, you're already developing next season already, too. Well, yeah. It was, it was carryover product, oh. right? It wasn't like brand new product because it's not even developed yet, mm. you know, designed yet. But um, there's, you know, there's, like I said, all of those industries, and then you could go... Um, uh, Darren, our printer, 
can't get ink. What? Mm. Can't get ink. You know, oh. just things you don't think about. Uh, uh, he can't get uh, emotion. Yeah. You have to, to make his screens to print. It, it's affecting every all, all up and down every sector. Every single Yeah, I was thinking, I, I thought about it too late, but I was like, oh, I should. I wanted to install AC. I'm like, well, I'll probably get it next summer if I order it now. <laughs> if you're lucky. Yeah, yeah if you order yeah. it now, yeah. So this summer, I just got to suffer through it. But yeah, everything. Yeah. Right? Well, that's yeah. super interesting. That thing took everybody out for a whole year and who knows how much longer it's going to take businesses to recover because of the shortage of everything yeah trying to mm -hmm. restart you know what drew you to working for excel is it because your friend was there and he goes hey washer come well, work with me yeah yes and because really? he was retiring oh yeah so he asked me to come out there to to help to run his business and so um solid business um you know it was also um uh, distributed widely on the mainland, which I was interested in because um, you don't you want to have a business beyond just locally. Mm -hmm. And so we've had a sales and marketing warehouse there for probably 30 years and a warehouse. And so, um, you know, able to do business um, not only nationwide, but a lot of uh, really, really awesome distributors all over the world. Excel is globally distributed and um, the top top brand in um, all over the world because uh, England, Japan, Australia, the water's cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you want to so go surfing? You gotta use it. You gotta wetsuit, use right? it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, wh who I would can't think? even think of another wetsuit brand other than Excel. Oh yeah, no, there's yeah. there's a bunch. I mean, there but, is, know, but I, off the top of my are, hand, are yeah. top top brands. But Excel is is um, right up there with the top. Yeah, and born in Hawaii, but one of the only yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so so let me give you a little bit of time to talk about your sunglass the freaky tiki sunglass mm. shop so okay. what, what what made you think of that and come up with okay so that, that, that that's pretty interesting so um a friend of mine owns a, a a top 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 sunglass company um and so i went to see him he had a new warehouse and everything and um i said oh, I'm, I'm dying to see your your operation right you you've grown from three million to a hundred million and i want to see it so he he said oh sure come on in and so we're walking through and we kind of stop in this small little room and i said oh you, you know i thought we we're going to go to your warehouse and he goes no we're in the warehouse <laughs> and i said what and he said yeah and i looked and there's these little boxes so with sunglasses you know how many sizes you have one, you know the t-shirt how many sizes you have you have how many colors you have so when you have to stock all of that and you might sell the mediums but you might not sell the smalls right, right. you have inventory so they have um you know it, it was just just a, um a, a really interesting business model and um the uh average transaction at the our retail stores at that time was about um we got it to $25, but the average transaction that we've had in, in the Freaky Tiki stores is closer to $200. Wow. So Because yeah, these are all high-end designer glasses. They're nice yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oakley, Ray-Ban, Maui Jim. Yep, yep. All the stuff Kyle wears, basically. Yeah. That's how I got all my sunglasses. And so <laughs> obviously, uh, obviously, that's another, um, that's another uh, fun industry too, right? Mm. Youthful, lifestyle. 
um, you know, designer. So mm-hmm. that that's fun. And then so we built that up to four stores. Uh, three in Waikiki, one at Alamoana. Yeah, that's right. I was like, wait, he, I saw one at Alamoana. Oh, yeah. Right in that lower area. Yeah, you come, yeah. you come off the escalator. It's like your perfect spot. Did you come off the escalator? Oh, there it is. That's not an accident. Yeah, we I saw know, them, I knew it. We that's saw them true. developing that. You know, we call that the uh, the human uh, trolley right into the store. Yeah. And then so, um, <laughs> uh, so my partner and I sold the business in the end of 2019. Oh. Yeah, to our manager who's a wonderful um, person and an awesome, awesome manager. Mm. Like a mm. great businessman. Mm. So unfortunately for him, he, he had to put up with um, the pandemic and stuff, but he did a great job. PPP and all those kind of things and um, you know made his adjustments and now they're they're coming out of it pretty good oh but, nice but the, um, you know pandemic I would imagine supply chains probably weekend. hitting them too yeah glass the plastic the all that stuff yeah yeah and well so what what's happened is what's causing a lot of this is the the government put so much money into the economy that the people have money to buy surfboards, to buy sunglasses, to buy T-shirts, to buy um, accessories and things, so that there's there's a demand, mm. you know, that that's caused by having all this money into the um, into the economy. So, um, you know, if you had a restaurant or a retail store in 2020, that was a that was a long year. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah Kyle knows that for sure. Yeah, right, God. I, yep, for sure. Yeah. The, the interesting story about the person that is now running Freaky Tiki. Was with me and Marsha knew him when he was a kid, like a little kid, oh, no running kid. around the warehouse. Yeah, because wow. he was the nephew, yeah, of yeah. one of our employees. Yeah. So I remember like we teaching him how to skateboard on the top rooftop on the, and stuff like that, and then <laughs> he ended up getting hired through Marshall as an employee mm. and worked his way up to management, and now he's the owner of Freaky Tiki. Yeah, huh. it's pretty amazing the the yeah. to see you know like he said you know people who mm. come in come in and end up doing what they're well, doing now and what we we really try to do because of the um the way that we that we are is we try to you know have everybody everybody that we've come in contact with that we've lived with and and try to try to get them to be help them to be successful mm-hmm. you know in 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 whatever they want to do you know successful just means happy mm-hmm. that doesn't mean they have to be the owner that doesn't mean they have to do this but um Kyle and I have been around long enough. We give a lot of advice. <laughs> 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 Ask my kids. <laughs> well, you also like to do charity work too, right? Um, you still do. I, I right now I just give to charity. Okay, okay. <laughs> but I, no, no, we do. So at XL, we did a program with the uh, cancer center, and that was awesome. Um, paddle for the cure, mm. and so we did a, a paddleboard race across Waikiki, the most beautiful paddleboard race in the world nice. and, and there's an entry fee and we donated the money straight to the cancer center and obviously back at Hawaiianstown Kahala we did um, whatever we could right we did concerts and we yeah did, I mean you know, I, I remember when we did um, the fundraiser for Molokai uh, athletics yeah right yeah that's about the most excited I've seen Marshall yeah. you know normally he's a pretty um, you know just stable level like he is right dude. now like, basically. like very management <laughs> the guy you'd want in management you know but <laughs> but he was kind of excited he was really excited about those yeah. concerts and giving the money that was an know? awesome experience that concert because it was the first mm. time that company took on something of that size mm. you know yeah no well first of all it's athletics yeah so ah, I was yeah, yeah yeah but but it just it happened so magically yeah. where you know there was a there was a problem with 
Molokai athletics not being funded and uh, Lopaka being from mm-hmm. Molokai were like, right. you know, we're going to, we're going to do something. We're going to make a t-shirt. We're going to sell it. We're going to raise his money. And then I said, think about it. I go, we're not going to make any money, you know, enough money selling t-shirts at, you know, $15, $20 each. So, and I said, well, hello, we got the number one band. Uh, you know, <laughs> sponsored by who by, are they? By by uh, Capenna, by right? Style. Yeah, <laughs> and then so, um, but you know, we grabbed Capenna, we grabbed Pure Heart. Um, I think Opie Pickers, yeah. Oonua. Oonua. Mm-hmm. no, it was magical. And then um, Kakaaka Waterfront Park was brand new at the time. It was outdoors, and but the the magic was um, the magic was that um, people started calling calling me and donating mm. money mm. you know so i got this a call pre-internet oh yeah. yeah it was a phone call yeah, <laughs> yeah it was phone call. that's how you could remember everybody's phone number this is like Marshall yeah. had the big brick it was like hello <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you, you couldn't you couldn't post about it on instagram they, they no, had no 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 they had an article in the paper or something yeah and i get a call from some guy and he says oh i'm so-and-so from the hotel association i heard about it read about it I want to give you some money. I'm like, oh, hey, thank you very much. And he goes, I want to give you $7,000. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> oh my God. And and then, you know, I remember City Mill kicked in money and a bunch of people and we raised $40,000. Yeah. You know, thanks to the um, the musical groups and, and the community. And, and we got a chance to fly over to Molokai. Yeah. Yeah. We got to present them with a check and then they did a concert with, uh, Pure Heart, the number one group in Hawaii at Molokai High School. I mean, you keep saying that, but uh, we got a fa- you, know, you don't want to do the debates and the fact check comes up. They, number one, Pure Heart, Jake Shimabukuro mm. and John, and is amazing. Lopaka, that that's that was a lot of fun. That was magic. Yeah. That you was know, magic. The just, whole time was magic, but but um, that you know it it was everything, right? You got you got the play for the kids you got to give money to the kids they got to host us yep you know they took us got uh, to eat some bread oh molokai bread, <laughs> molokai bread. bread. they had uh, they had all kinds of stuff and, and that backyard jam went on for years afterwards being mm-hmm. a charitable oh, yeah. concert for yeah. whatever you know charity yeah. they wanted to run it yeah. with you know so yeah. it, it kind of lingered um, and stayed for a while and thing. then i was involved um on my own time with Bishop Museum and, mm-hmm. and it started the Melee on the Lawn. Oh, nice. Yep. That thing is a great concert. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, and I, I, I got that idea from the, the stuff they had at the zoo. Oh, okay. Oh, wow, the uh, show in town. Yeah. No, is that what it's called? It was some kind of... Before concert. that, I think it was Moonlight Melee or something? Or oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Moonlight yeah. Melee, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, uh-huh. but, you know, what, what the museum was trying to do was trying to increase... Um, increase uh membership and membership yeah. and raise awareness and i'm like hello nah. look at this beautiful place you have mm. here we can do music and so it was very successful they you know they'd sign up a bunch of new memberships and then there'd be a lot of publicity right for the for the uh, concerts and i hope they do that again i just wish they have more hawaiian music mm. now yeah. you know yeah. the, the state's got to figure out and you know private industry but the museum the yeah, back Academy then there was Arts. a lot of like uh yeah, grants and funds like you know the tourism industry really there was there wasn't a lot oh, there you, had a lot. To go, <laughs> you had to go raise it i see i see um but there still is but you know they just people got it creative it's just um local music is just magical you know i mm. mean god it was those were the days so 
So we just need to bring it back out. And, you know, obviously it's tough right now to get a lot of people, but we're right around the corner mm-hmm. to start thinking about it and planning for it, especially outdoors, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, for the city and stuff, you got the, the parks and you've got Waterfront Park. You know, the museum's right. got the lawn. you got the zoo. There, you know, people- There's the stadium ones, too, which is amazing. Oh, the, the simulcasted in your car. We, oh, you yeah, guys yeah. play it out. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah. It's such a great but venue. But there's not going to be a stadium soon, right? I but the parking lot no, will the parking be, there. be there. It's fine. <laughs> I guess so. They can bust down the, yeah. the stadium. Oh, I thought, who was I talking to the other day? I think my friends. They were saying that um, the new stadium's not going to have parking. They're, it's going to be know like what? Inter- That's what they're saying, but I'm not sure anybody. I'm. It must have parking, but the plans haven't been detailed out. Yeah. I see. That's but why I was talking about tailgating not being yeah. around anymore. The, oh, the okay. parking is going to be like enclosed parking. Oh. Oh. That's yeah. going to be a. Yeah. Like the, a, yeah. Going out. Oh, stack. it makes sense. Yeah, stack style. You lose that whole. Yeah. The tailgating. That's, a, that's tailgating. a well. It's a huge footprint too. So you can put a lot of. They want to mm-hmm. put a lot of retail space. Oh in yeah, that's, 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 that's how you one. maximize yeah. that space, right? But you know, one of the coolest things about working with Hawaiian style with locomotion is, like, <laughs> you guys really let Calden do whatever they wanted, <laughs> which is how my radio show ends up getting a shirt. <laughs> that was oh, like yeah. a Hawaiian yeah. style shirt, and people still have that that. Aunt Colony shirt that Kyle designed, but it was cool because oh, people got to be team riders and do all that stuff, and it was uh, it was really neat. Well, be, that's half of the magic is yeah. the team riders. Yeah. You know, KCCN, Bonga Perkins, you know, Tony Moniz. It was those are aspirational people and places and things, you know, so that everybody wanted to be be part of that, yeah. you know, and so. Bonga Perkins was my surf hero when I was in high school. <laughs> really? Yeah, because you still my surf charge hero. on that yeah. longboard, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, like, I always look back and I look at that, our brand that we worked with, Hawaiian Style. And it was such a unique brand at the time where it transcended just surfing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, a ho- it was the one of the first Hawaiian lifestyle brands that if you picked up Pure Heart as a team rider or we picked up Bonga, it didn't make a difference. Yeah. It, was just, it was just supporting all the Hawaii people that do good for the community you know and and yeah it was it was an interesting time and it was an interesting brand concept that a lot of brands nowadays have adapted you know Mm -hmm. yeah but But it was natural to have a hawaiian style ukulele yeah Mm -hmm. a hawaiian style surfboard Mm -hmm. a hawaiian style cafe rubber slipper yeah Yeah. i mean but it's anything local was hawaiian style and then and then like the number one single out there was Hawaiian our style. slogan that one yeah, yeah yeah you know so then, then it turned into the hawaiian style band so i mean they tried to touch base on every single thing within hawaii you know and that was something unique about that brand and what we experienced through that you know you, you remember uh remember that uh kccn commercial the uh ad campaign we were doing the chemo and renton ones yes <laughs> some we got it do they can we Google i got the that? tapes i'll play it for you later on yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> copies of the commercials so yeah. yeah but it was like uh super creative time oh, yeah. right it yeah was, it was great well and and again that a lot of that came from you because you gave them the the latitude to be able to do it it was no, like it, it oh. came from them no but we but we but we but that's what we like to do. We yeah. like to um, empower everybody so that the, and no no idea was a bad idea. And we would get an idea from the warehouse. We get an idea from the store. Get an, I, I, uh, an idea from Seven Eleven. When you hear somebody talking, 
because it was all Hawaiian yeah. style. Somebody know? came to us, um, one of, and she became one of our sales reps at the time, and she said, somebody in the industry got to do women's board shorts. You remember that? Yeah, I go, mm-hmm. that's the stupidest idea I ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we ended up doing it. I we think ended up doing we it. And uh, so did uh, Billabong and Quicksilver. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Then that it was around off. Blue Crush time. Yeah, yeah. now it's now Roxy's bigger than Quicksilver. Yeah. It well, was a no division kidding. of Quicksilver. Now it's bigger. But, wow. uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was the beginning. There yeah. was no boundaries. There was, it was fun because then people would just go, what if we did this? And we're like, yeah, we could try you know, it was it wasn't like oh, well we gotta meet this you know corporate stock market people expecting us to make something. We, we wanted to be experimental and try things and be innovative. Mm-hmm. You know, and Marshall was always open to trying things. So I was, was gonna say fun. to Marshall's credit, uh, as a boss, I, I didn't when I used to hang out at the warehouse. It wasn't like oh Marshall's coming. You know, we gotta do. You know, everyone <laughs> yeah, just kind of like, like hey Marshall. Like, oh Marshall's here. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So. That, that, that's a testament to, to your style. Well, you as know, long as the work got done. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And it, it always did. You know, it always did. So, but, um, yeah, you know, mutual respect, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'll respect you if you respect what we need to get done. And so that's always been uh, the way we work. That's the way we work now. And it's, it's um, for the most part, it, 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 it builds loyalty, right, and yeah. family. We also played really hard when we, when we could which was made, would made it even more yeah. fun, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, I learned snowboarding from him, you know? And, and we would take our annual trips every year snowboarding with the crew, like, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it was something that I looked forward to because I was kind of like a vacation yeah. with all my work friends, you know? Think, when I think back, some of those trips were the best times of our lives. Oh, yeah. The guys all, like, you know, eight guys in a one-bedroom, you know, <laughs> eating raw men, uh, just driving all night to get to the mountain, uh, it, and then you know. You remember when I shushed in that bottle? <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, we're getting deep now. Yeah, okay, I was driving from Long like, like Dumb and Dumber, like Dumb and Dumber. Huh? Like Dumb and Dumber. I was the beginning of Dumb. I was before Dumb and Dumber, <laughs> but we were, we were Long Beach trade show. Shut down at seven o'clock. San San Diego. Oh, San Diego trade show. Shut down at seven o'clock. We jump in a van, and me and him are heading for a ten-hour drive to to Mammoth. To in traffic. Oh, in traffic. What? In gridlock traffic on the on the on the freeway. And I gotta piss really bad, and then I go, Marshall, I gotta shishi so bad right now. And I'm looking down there, and this and this line of traffic, right? I told him just run out, go on the side of the road, and he's like, No, no, no. I'm like. Yeah, so he goes, if, he what goes, can I do? He goes, well, what do you want me to do? I go, I want you to give me a water bottle and that pocket knife right there. Oh, my goodness. So, so he goes, he gives me his pocket knife and he sees me grab the water bottle. And then um, he goes, I go in the back. And the whole time he's looking in the mirror, he's like, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And I'm like, too bad. And I'm like, Jerry. Like, like, shishing in the water bottle. And then started filling up, so like, ooh! <laughs> so I, I just capped it, and we just threw it out the window. We kept oh my god! So memories. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna try to think of a line to come back with that. There's nothing. There's nothing. You, they, yeah, we got nothing on that. It's the funniest because he was Dropped so the grossed mic. out. I think yeah. he threw away a pocket knife afterwards. Oh yeah. I thought you were gonna make a joke of nah, come. Let me cut off the top. Just put it inside. <laughs> <laughs> Why, why are you giving yourself that much credit? Come on. <laughs> Too inside. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Too 
two in one. But that's another thing, though. There was brands popping up, you know, Pico. Uh, yeah. It was mm. so I remember Pico. fun, yeah. you know. Soja. So, yeah, it was magical, yeah. you know, and, and stickers on canoes and cars and boards and colors and prints. And, and every week a party somewhere. A concert, mm. a party, you know, from KCCN or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Every weekend. Yeah. Some kind of bash. Some I kind miss of party. John. If somehow John's watching, I miss John. <laughs> Call me up. Oh, John Aheto. <laughs> I haven't seen John in 15 years. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. No, don't. John's still around. John's still around. We'll let him know that you I uh, get his number you, from you, you. You brought up his, his mm. ears, are, his yeah. ears are picking up right now. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess my question too is you've been doing this for. 40 years right there's a there's an obvious correlation between your management style and the success that you've had in the industry but is there um is there an advice that is there advice that you would give to someone who is a a vp a ceo who's trying to get that same feel that you had back then or that you're trying to achieve with excel now yeah. Right, because it's yeah. it's hard it's hard to maintain that. Yeah. You've been able to maintain that feel and that that love of making people feel important, right? Yeah. Throughout your career, but is there advice for someone that you would give for that? You know, build you know build a, a team that you trust. Mm. You know, and, and and help them to succeed, um, and they'll help you to succeed. Right? It, it's so much more fun with a team. Mm-hmm. You right. know, than I win, you lose. And mm-hmm. so um, I, I keep in touch with Kyle and, and um, some of the other people, you know, and it's like chicken skin, right? And mm-hmm. you never know, right, when you could need the help. Oh, yeah. Well, right. even if you don't need, you know, well, it's more honestly nowadays it's, it's like uh, emotional support. You know, just mm-hmm. I love you and I miss you mm-hmm. and all of that. Oh, I'm so proud of you and your kids and now your kids' kids or whatever. That it's the lifetime of, of um, like trust, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, you know, you want to. It's it's a it's a lot funner with the team, with going together, fighting together, you know, for for you know the 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 goal yeah. and getting there together. Because yeah. if you get there and you're all by yourself, then it's not fun. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and again, that it doesn't mean you know financially or whatever. It just means you know where you feel like that's that's a good place you know well speaking of uh snowy mountains we have a question that we ask on this podcast i'm going to use this as a wow. an example well, you're going to make really a snowy bad. mountain start wow, yeah. 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 Okay. Oh okay. so did you guys see uh you say, speaking of peeing in a bottle <laughs> <laughs> no no do you guys see the movie monsters inc yes okay so in what? monsters inc really? sully gets trapped by the lizard guy get his name okay it with the abominable snowman okay in in uh antarctica okay oh my god so we're gonna ask marshall here <laughs> if you got stuck with the abominable abominable snowman <laughs> in antarctica you gotta use a different word for the rest you of time okay so so you can't you can't ever leave you're just stuck there forever could only take three albums with you, three musical albums with you. Oh, to listen and it can't be greatest hits, by the way. Can't, yeah, be, greatest can't be greatest hits. Yeah. What three albums would you take with you? <laughs> abominable, abominable. No, that's abominable. not right. abominable. 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 There you go. Thank you. Got it. <laughs> I think. God. 
I think Kalapana mini classic moments. Oh, oh okay. Good pick. Not uh, not the first time. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I think Brothers Kaz. Mm. Yeah. Any particular album? Poala. Christmas. The Christmas one. Mm. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that's magic, right? Oh, mm. nice. Holy Night nice. and Little Drummer Boy. Oh, and then probably uh, got to be a Willie K, right? Mm. Okay. Lee. Good choice. Or, um, oh, what's the name? Uh, Kaylee Rachel. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow, all local albums. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Sticking with the Hawaiian style theme. I, th- I think if to keep my sanity, I mean, there's a lot of other music. My, you know, music is, I listen to a lot of stuff. My, um, my kids love country. Really? Oh, Thomas Red and, and a lot of uh, people, yeah. Luke yeah. Holmes. Yeah, well, I mean, it's so similar to yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Um, the last uh, two years, we traveled to Nashville mm. for my daughter's uh, sports. Oh, okay. And it's just magical, you know. But they, you know, for whatever reason, they gravitated towards it. Because modern country... You yeah, know, it's, it's more it's uh, a little pop, yeah. right? Justin Justin Young was in Nashville. He said my, it's it's become the new pop music. My daughter went to Grand Ole Opry last trip before COVID and watched um, his wife at the Grand Ole Opry. Oh mm. yeah, yeah, with her new band. Yeah, yeah, with I Gone I, West. I, yeah, and I told yeah. everybody, oh yeah, I know Justin, but he doesn't remember me. <laughs> but, but I remember when he was little Justin, right? Well, well, he never well, was little, I but well, he little, was young little, Justin. Little Devin, little Kyle, little John. Well, he's actually, I mean, he's in town. He's, uh, he's debuting his single. Um, I'm so, yeah, like, greener. proud and amazed of those guys that yeah. they, I mean, the highest level mm-hmm. of creativity, you know? Yeah. And um, I could tell, I, you know, I could tell even when he was here that I don't want to say, and, and John would know way more about this, but. To me, he seemed a little constrained. Mm-hmm. So when he got to L.A. and that thing just yeah. blew up, right? Yeah. And his, you know, his wife is like amazing. Well, they're, they're not one. together anymore. But. Oh, okay. But that was one of my favorite, favorite <laughs> yeah. albums, you know. So. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it was a great album. It was a great album. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna take a short break. Are you cool? You can hang out a little bit longer. I'm all good. And we're gonna keep it going, Marshall. After this, but we'll say bye to our YouTube listeners. And we'll see you in a minute. Get in.